You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Hey guys, welcome to the after laugh. I have here Renee Percy. I like the name. <laughs> you sounded unsure of it as you were saying it. I, you know, because some, sometimes people like it's. Sometimes people have weird pronunciations of. More and more people just kind of go. Although you look pretty conventionally white, and you're not in your twenties, <laughs> so I'm going to go with Renee Percy. I'm as I'm about as white as you can get before you get transparent. Yeah, translucent. So this brand of white. Mm-hmm. Is it like Colorado white? Where is this from? Canada white. Oh, Truer, wow. True, strong, extra, and free white. Yeah. Extra white. Wow. Extra white. Oh, so that's why you're so nice. That's why you actually <laughs> say nice things about my act and <laughs> watch my set and laugh and compliment me. I'm like, what's wrong with her? Oh, she's from Canada. She's a nice person. Well, there's no room for that here. I know. God damn it. Um, what part of Canada? Toronto. Toronto, which mm-hmm. is, um, I like to pretend I'm like worldly. Okay, so let me tell you what it. I know about Toronto. Please, enlighten me. God, all I know is creepy facts. Creepy facts? I do know that the age of consent in Toronto was 14 up what? until like 10 years ago. I don't think that's right. Mm? I've So in other words, we should I'm guessing that. if you are, I'm going to go late 30s, mm-hmm. maybe we're at the 4 I'm there, mm-hmm. so it's okay. I'm well, there. No shame in the game. I'll take it, yeah. Then when you were a child, you could have been 14 and had a 25-year-old boyfriend and everyone would be like, that's okay, eh? I don't think that we need to Google that. I feel like that's a, a fact that I, maybe I didn't know that at 14. Wow. Someone should have you know, told me. It'd be me. great if it was like the Joe Rogan show and I had like a producer yeah, who was right. like on a can thing. Can we fact check that, keep, please? Um, I could look at it on my phone and pretend I'm listening to you while you tell me a story about no. your childhood. You don't have to Google it this second. But I mean, it's a, it's a creepy thing to Google ever. You're, it, it, you're going to get some weird I'll Amazon tell you suggestions why, now. I'll tell you why it came up because I was touring uh, with a movie called I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. I don't know if you ever heard of the book. The movie okay. was like, yeah. the book was a huge, but it was number one bestseller. Um, and most number one New York Times bestsellers become like huge movies like Marley and Me and The Perfect Storm or whatever. So they thought this was going to be a big thing, but the guy who wrote the book, Tucker Max, is a complete megalomaniac and delusional and made this little independent film that he thought was going to be the biggest R-rated comedy of all time. And it was, but the point is they paid me a lot of money to travel the bus and we went to Toronto and uh-huh. because everyone there, they, they were a lot of kids in their twenties. So it wasn't so creepy. Um, I guess I was like in my early thirties. I feel like this whole story is just you justifying sleeping with 14 year olds. But they were all, they would go around everywhere we went. Cause it was like a 30 city. They would Google the places and when they got to Canada, they're like, hey, Canada, 14. Which, by the way, I don't think anyone was excited about that. It was just a weird thing that came up. <laughs> it was exciting enough to remember that fact. I feel like I, I don't know if that's true. Maybe it is. And maybe people purposely didn't tell me that at 14. I don't know. I remember when I was in seventh grade and I was in Newport Beach. There was a 13-year-old girl who had a 21-year-old boyfriend. Ooh. And no one was, like, arresting him. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did go to a performing arts high school and there were like teachers and student relationships that oh, really, really? Oh, for sure. a lot of cast parties and, you know, he brings all, the teacher brings all the booze and then ends up making out with people. It was it was yeah. a, it was a different time back yeah, then. It, it, a better time. 
No, it wasn't. Well, it was better for the time. teacher. <laughs> Maybe it not. was. No, it's so funny because I, I have this discussion a lot with about people because a lot of people think the world is going tits up to a ditch. And I think things are getting better. Getting better looks bad a lot of times. You know what I mean? Agreed. I think we're aware of more things. So yeah. it seems worse. Like people are like, oh, back in the good old days. And you think of like picket fence and the 50s and everybody was perfect. But there was just the same shit going on. And you just didn't. And there was also like it. separated water fountains and. Right. <laughs> yeah. There was. Backs of buses that you couldn't. Um, anyway. So I think that. Uh, the the reason I bring that up mm-hmm. is because I think we are the same. We're around the same age ish. Yeah. yeah? Um, we've seen the changes in the world, so we can tell these whippersnappers. <laughs> um, how do you feel? How do you feel about like the state of the world since you were a kid and since being in Canada? Because like most people would argue that this is like the most tumultuous, craziest time. And if you grew up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Are you in LA right now going, what the fuck is this place? What is, should I go back to Canada? Have you considered going back to Canada during this pandemic? So many people have asked me that. And it was more when, not the pandemic, it was more Trump that people were like, you're moving back. Why aren't you coming back to Canada? What are you doing? It's a fucking shit show there. What are you doing? There's going to be war and, you know, and then the insurrection and all that stuff. There was a lot of pressure to move back home. Um... But now Canada is not doing well with the pandemic and mm. I'm sitting here double vaxxed like in your backyard just chilling and chilling. and they're back on lockdown. Are they really? Yeah. All of Canada? It's gotten really bad, especially in Toronto or Ontario where I'm we from. We never hear about news in Canada and America. Yeah, you don't hear a lot of the any everyone, world Like Justin news. Trudeau's hot. You hear yeah, that? Yeah, that, that is world news. And um, then that's it. Yeah, I feel like America doesn't listen to other countries news at all like not just canada but uh, it's you have to seek out world news here yeah like at home yeah if you listen to the radio there's like songs and then it's news on the hour every hour and you get news in the middle of your songs here you just listen to music the whole time and they don't tell you anything that's true they just and there there's a double-edged sword with that because on one hand not having news about the rest of the world or not being exposed to it all the time um, probably can be good because you can just focus on yourself and blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, when things happen that are bad politically in America with the justice system, the reaction to what happens in America is, to, in my opinion, completely at odds with actually how great the country is. Because I was detained in Egypt for 48 hours. I've seen, I almost went to jail in Sweden for having a joint, for having a half a joint. Like, the rest of the world is fucked. Not Canada, but the rest of the world is pretty shitty. Like I've traveled and like conditions in 90% of the world are fucking garbage. And here everything has the most, everything is, is available to everyone for the most part. And they're all like, oh, this is the fucking worst. There is something, ab- mm. I guess everything's available. I think there's some other countries that have got their shit together though like like what well anywhere that has uh, like america's the only developed nation not to have health care you know what i mean like you can go to yeah. any <laughs> i don't know i feel like other countries that's might true. take care of their people a that's also like better. a population issue maybe you know what i mean well that's one of the arguments i don't think people so because like, in australia we have health care i'm like yeah there's 48 people in australia <laughs> like, who cares yeah but there's more people to collect taxes from then to pay for the health care i mean yeah They've done studies anyway. It doesn't. It's not any cheaper to do it this way because people then deny their health care. They don't go to the doctor, and then 
they end up having catastrophic things, which ends up having to get paid for at some point anyway, yeah. or they go bankrupt. So. If you had a health issue, would you go to Canada? Would that be your first thing? <clears throat> it, well, I used to think that was my health care for sure. I was like, it's cheaper for me to Just get a pay flight. 400 bucks and go home than yeah. it is to pay for health care. Luckily, I have health care here now. But um, yeah, if there's anything catastrophic, I might go home. Yeah. How do you get health care? You do the Obamacare? Uh, SAG. Oh, good for you. So I don't know much. So this is what I do know about you because this this uh, podcast was very last second. Yes, You're I like, know. I'm nearby you. I'm not going to come to your place at night. <laughs> you like, fucking who do you creep. think I am? I'm, well, it's a Sunday I'm night. engaged or married or something. There's a <laughs> ring. I don't know. Like I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to come down now or never. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm but I did l- briefly Google you. And uh, saw that you were on Degrassi. I was. Did you see I have a 4.5 on WikiFeet as well, if you Google me? <laughs> the, okay, the whole feet thing is crazy. Because look, look, I have the feet of hobbits. Ah. My feet are, are disgusting. Are your feet on WikiFeet? Already? No, my feet would be on whatever the opposite of WikiFeet okay. is. Okay. Like avoid these feet. If you see these feet, run. <laughs> They're just, I have big gross toes and... Uh-huh. They're, they're, quit looking at them. They're disgusting. Okay, well, and I'm sorry that I'm showing them. Out and you're, I have a fungus. You know, yeah. they're just the feet of a, of a of a fucking hobbit. So I've never cared about the foot fetish. I've heard for years that male comics, a lot of male comics, have a thing for feet. Really? I don't understand. I've heard it, it. for years. I don't know why male comics in particular, but I've heard a lot of actors do. A lot of direct, obviously Quentin Tarantino famously right. does. You should hook up with. Quentin yeah. Tarantino, if you want. So, can I look at your feet? So, right. why? What's the deal Hold with the on. feet? What makes know. a good feet? I don't. I would. I don't care. know. I didn't. I just googled myself once too. I, no, I would say that's not a good. This is not a good foot day to look. My toenails. Not are a good shit, foot day. It's not a good foot but, day. But it's obviously okay. You have very thin feet, yeah, right? I do. The toes. They kind of like. It literally looks like a linear line, like a line on a graph, <laughs> right. like from the pinky toe to the big toe. Like mine yeah. is kind Things of like get exponentially. It bigger. goes high, and then there's a huge space, and my my second toe. Anyway, so yeah, so it's sort of like a nice right. arc there. Um, you have all your toenails. Yeah, that's I, a bonus. And, but I think the thing is, maybe you have some nice arches. So I think the thing is probably like she has a really slender Cinderella-esque feet. Maybe is that what it is? I feel like any photo they've gotten is just from like a anything online or red your feet do things. look very skinny and so i guess that's a thing that maybe. people like i don't i don't know because i've had other friends know. of mine who are actresses who were like oh my god apparently my friend tessa she goes apparently i'm i have like this whole foot following <gasps> she has a following see my yeah well like she'll popular. like she'll go online they'll be p- pictures of her like tessa i don't want to say her name and like and the pictures of her feet that's creepy. And just her walking on the street, like getting groceries. Oh my gosh. So it's a real thing. Now, I don't know what that, do people like look at feet and then jerk off? Is that the deal? I, well, you're asking me, like I'm the one that put them well, up there. Well, you knew that I they were on Wikifeet. I was making a joke because I Googled myself for a thing that I was doing and I was like, what is this? And then I was like kind of upset that I didn't have, per- I only had a four out of a five. <laughs> so I was like, what's wrong with my feet? But the feet? fact that you were ranked, I'm having people are on Wikifeet. I know. You know what, what I mean? Yeah. And so it was based on Degrassi? No. My feet? The, how do they get... The, where, where are your feet being shown I everywhere? Just like anytime you do a, like a red carpet or a Getty Images or any of those okay. things, they take your So photos. what you say is you fancy, girl. Yeah, I'm fancy. So, uh, so you were a child actor. I was a child actor, yes. I started when I was 12 on Degrassi, as you said. So was that the type of thing like your Canadian mom's like, show? I got no, like, did you want to do it? Did your parents get you into it? I think I wanted to do... I auditioned... I think three years in a row before I booked it. 
it was the only thing I ever auditioned for because it was the only thing I knew of. Were but you, it was a big deal. In had Canada. you already been watching the show? Had it been running at that point? I don't know much yeah, about Degrassi other that, than. It was a big show in Canada. It was on for many years. There was... It was like a soap opera, basically, but it was cooler than a soap opera. It was like very real, gritty, talking about stuff that other shows... It was like the... The gritty 90210. Like everybody, every week somebody had AIDS. And it was, was a nighttime show. It wasn't a daytime show. No, it was a day. It was like after school time, I think. Okay. It was for kids. It was for kids, yeah. Like it started, it was kids of Degrassi Street. Then it was Degrassi Junior High. And then it was like huge. And so then, you wanted to be on this particular show. It was the only show I knew. Yeah. I was also a kid. And, and there were like two stations in Canada <laughs> yeah, when you were exactly. growing up. Yeah. There was just a bunny ear and we got one thing. And, and I, I don't know. Maybe my mom did bring me to it. I don't remember how. I started How was the audition process? It. Was it like a lot? Did you go like there three or four? Because you became a series regular, obviously. I did, but I also got myself written off the show. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. So the yeah. process itself was just like typical, the, the same yeah, way as the an adult? Same old, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do the auditions. And, and then for the first few years, I remember getting a letter from them saying, um, we'll have your audition, but you're too young. Should a younger part arise, we will let you know. I was I was much younger than everybody else on the show. When I got on the show, I was 12 and 13, and everybody else was much older. My my best friend in real life on the show, she was 16. Like yeah. I was he- and then, you know, I was going to 18 So what grade were you supposed to be in the school? When I got on, I got on to Grassy High. They were now in high school and I was in 10th grade or grade 10 as we say in Canada, but I was really in grade 8 or 8th grade. And you were so you're 12. I was 12. 12 going on and 13. And then I was in grade 8 and 9, so 12 And so you're and exposed to like teenagers who are probably Dude. Doing Fucking, different doing things. Drugs than, and, yeah. yeah. There was a, uh, this is a different, this is how old I am. There was a smoking room on set <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> like, yeah, I would, the kids. I, I would hang that. out. I mean, you were supposed to be over 18 to be in that room, but I would always hang out in the smoking sure. room because that's where the cool kids were in was the cafeteria. Was Drake on the show with you? No. See, that's, this is, this is, oh, you really, did it with Drake? Then I'm fucking done with this, this interview. This podcast no. over. This is what I'm saying. I'm, I am old. Then the show was Kids of Degrassi, Degrassi Junior High, Kids of Degra- uh, Degrassi High. Then they went on hiatus for like a decade. And then they came back with Drake and it was the Degrassi, the new generation. Was oh, that when Drake came on it? And that's when he was on. God damn. <laughs> how like, old how is Drake? Old I ass- are you, bitch? No, I assume Drake was like, had to be at this point like 35 or something, right? Yeah, well... But you never know. Some of people have so long, they're like 28. You're like, how is that fucking possible? Yeah, that's true. I don't know how old he is. He might be early 30s, but they always have people playing older, playing younger for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And didn't Drake play a guy in a wheelchair? wheelchair. And- yeah. And so they... What that show does... This is my indirect... has nothing really to do with Drake. But what they do in between each season is they have these... Um, talent shows for all the producers and writers so that they have an idea of how to write to you. So I think he might have done, must have done a rap or something and they were like, oh my God, this kid can uh-huh. rap and they started writing to that. My year, I decided at 12 to do stand-up comedy or maybe I was 13 then out of nowhere. So that was the first time I ever did stand-up was for that talent so you, show. Did you did you get to do it on the TV show? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had gotten sort of written out by then, but it was one so of my best sets. how did you get yourself sets. written out? Oh, with the talent show, was go back to talent show. You did a talent show. Okay, yeah. So talent show, for some reason, I get in my 12, 13-year-old brain, I'm going to do stand-up comedy. I've never done it before. 
all the other girls are doing like lip syncs or gymnastics. And I was like, I'm going to do stand up because that's what I like. And I was so nervous. It was the night before, it was midnight the night before. I'm up at the kitchen table with my dad. He's helping me write this because I realize I don't know how to do this. I'm crying. What do you know about when you're 12? Yeah, yeah. What, what experience? I have no experience. And uh, so I remember being backstage before I had to go on. And I was so nervous in front of the cast and the crew. So again, I was the youngest and you're trying to be cool. And I try, I was contemplating breaking my arm in this door. And I was like, I wonder if I broke my arm, then maybe I wouldn't have to go on. <laughs> I was that nervous. Um, and then I did it and I had, I killed and it was like the best and the, the, best the drug and oh, that whole give thing. Give me more. I need more heroin. But Do you then, remember any of the jokes you did? I remember one <laughs> and it's so bad but and I don't even know if my I'm sure my dad helped me write this and it's also going to date me but the joke was and let me think okay can you imagine if Patrick Swayze and Swoozy Kurtz got married every time she'd introduce herself she'd be like hi I'm Swoozy Swayze and people would be like whoa lady you've had enough <laughs> thank you that's not bad. And I didn't get kicked off. You know what? You could still do that joke today, <laughs> and you'd probably get laughed. People would probably like Who's Swoozy who Kurtz. Who the fuck is Swoozy? Yeah, I know. People, I don't think I knew who she was is at fucking the time. Neil. He's still the test time. He did. Well, not really. He's not here anymore. Hey, that's hey, too soon. You know. <laughs> um. So then you yeah. you got yourself written off of Degrassi. Well, I did. I. I was a bit of a brat, but I didn't mean to be. I you think were a fucking diva. That's I wasn't what happened. A, no, I was an insecure child who wanted to fit in <laughs> so badly. And at the time, I dressed like a little B-girl, and I had my big pants. And Oh, B-girl like hip-hop. Yeah. All right. And I got on the show, and they wanted to... I don't know why they thought it was cool for me to wear a men's fedora and glasses, these little like spectacles. And at that age, wearing glasses meant you, there was no, you were just a geek. There was mm -hmm, no cool mm -hmm. glass wearing at the time. Yeah. And so I hated, I was mortified that I had to wear glasses. Yeah. And so the, anytime they'd call cut, second, I would take them off. Second, they took, and I always forgot my glasses in holding. They always had Quote to unquote, forgot <laughs> your glasses. I was just hoping I could get through the scene with yeah. noticing and I was like what do you mean continuity continuity what yeah exactly I've been there so they always had to send somebody to get them I lost them a million times not on purpose but because I don't I would just take them off and leave them and there was one scene I was they gave me a new pair because I kept losing them and they were too big and I I swear I didn't do it on purpose but I looked down as I was walking and I stepped they fell off and I stepped on them and I broke them and I now, Eva, I know that we all change the memories because we want I to like look like good people. But do you think it's possible that the young, how old are you, 13, you threw 12, it on the ground, yeah. you stepped on it, and you mm -hmm. OJ Simpsons your mind so that you actually I made OJ, it an accident? Yeah. It's an accident now. I so. swear in my brain, I, I remember the moment and it was like slow-mo and, and I was like, no, as I stepped. And then I looked up and I saw their faces and I was like, and that was the last line I ever had. And then I walked oh, the halls wow. for the rest of the time. And I thought I'd won. I was like, I fucking won. I don't have to wear the glasses. I'm cool now. I can finally fit and in. They, so you were fired. But I, they kept me on every episode. You'll see me walk in the halls. I'm there. But no lines. No. With your glasses? No. I could wear whatever I wanted. They're like, wear whatever you want. I was like, yes. Were you still getting paid the same? 
Uh, no. <laughs> they, no. Releg- you went to relegation, as they say in England. Yeah. They had a different system then. It was like you were part of the rep company. So once you're part of the rep, you're, in every, you're there, you get paid this certain amount. But yes, I wasn't featured ever again. <laughs> You promise that you didn't do it on purpose. I this promise. would be a great time. You have like I would a be nice, happy to say, you know what? I was like so regressive smart. therapy moment. And go like, no. wait, you know what? I fucking hate because that's kind of like the guy who's like, I know I said I wanted to kill my wife to every one of my friends for the past <laughs> month, and then she died. It's a coincidence. I swear I did not. I would be happy to say. I would think that's really smart if I was like I thought pre-planned that it was not premeditated, but because of it. That's how I kind of got into comedy, though, because at that time I was very concerned with how I looked and fitting in. Of course. And since then, oh my God, teenage girl, oh my God. I I couldn't give it. I much prefer get a laugh than look good. I don't care anymore. So I feel like I pendulum swung from that to then any part I did after that was like, you know, I I toured um, Shakespeare's Twelfth Night and I played Sir Andrew Aguecheek and I uh-huh. slicked my hair down and I wore size forty two pants and suspenders and yeah. I like I just was like prat falling and like that's all i, love I cared it. about yeah so we're both a couple theater nerds sitting yeah here. just yeah. a little couple <laughs> yeah and all the other girls would get like flowers backstage after and i wouldn't and i would be like no none of yeah. the boys liked me after the shows but i didn't care on stage because i just wanted so them. let me ask this because i've i've been in the situation a lot it happens to me almost every time i not when i do a t particularly not when i do like a network tv show because when I do a network TV show, I'm like, the money's so good. Who fucking cares? You're a cog in the wheel of this giant machine. So I will make a stand for things to a slight degree. Like what kind of things? What do you mean make like, a stand? Like if, if something doesn't make sense that they ask me to do. Like in the script or? In the script okay. or whatever. Like I did this episode of Special Victims Unit and they bring me in, my character, and they show me all these pictures of these girls that I raped and killed, yeah. and I'm like, were they 14? And I basically, yeah, but I basically just go, um, I go, yeah, you know how I, you know how I raped her, and I just go through the whole, and he's just like a complete sociopath. He was like, fuck it, I'm going to jail. When they brought me, in, he goes, okay, when they bring you into the fucking interrogation, you're struggling, you're fighting. I'm like, why am I fighting the cop? I'm handcuffed behind my back, and they're bringing me in, and you want me to struggle. Why wouldn't I just have the same laconic attitude of like, fuck it, I'm caught, I'm a murderer, I don't give a shit. This was a comedy? This is Special oh, Victims yeah. Unit, <laughs> Lone Order, okay. okay. So, um, yeah. and, but I just remember going like, don't, and then you, of course, so I, I pushed back against the director, does it make sense, I'm, yeah. no, 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 trust me. But that's the take they used, and I'm well, struggling. struggling, and then people have said like, oh, it's really cool, but why were you struggling? I'm like, yeah, it doesn't serious? make sense. But let me put, this is what I'm saying. So, I know what you're saying about the glasses, because sometimes when you're acting in something, they they want there's something in the script and you just you just fucking hate it. Yeah. And you have to live with it forever because it's on right. celluloid or I guess it's not celluloid anymore. <laughs> it's, on, it's digitized. Yeah. So you're the one stuck with it, not the scripty. That's true. Not the script too. Mm-hmm. And even the director has so many other things. So I had a situation, I did this film in December. Hopefully it's gonna be a great film. It's with Riz Ahmed, who's oh, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. It's called Invasion and whatever. I can talk about this. It, not a big deal. But there's a scene where my character sees that his dad's like almost dead. And Riz Ahmed's character is like beating him. And I come in and I see him. And I like sit in this chair. And I look at my dad and he just like, he gets this like resolve. Like, 
we're gonna, we're gonna get this fucking guy right and then you then we get guns maybe we get in the truck we go after him in the script and my reddit i thought this he has a protein shake like one of those <laughs> like with the ball mm-hmm. and the fucking and he comes in and he sees his dad drops the protein shake it like glug glug glugs on the floor and i was like ugh, that's so dumb so i was <laughs> always like i'm just gonna forget the protein shake yeah so i go so the first two takes i don't have the protein shake first take i just don't do it she goes there's a protein I go, oh yeah yeah and i forget and i just forget <laughs> quote unquote and i go ahead and do it so i'm thinking the director's like loving it about my reaction maybe have a tight on my face seeing my dad dead get the tears going and then uh she goes this you know fucking script supervisors uh you know michael there's a whole thing with the protein shake Oh yeah, yeah. Let's, I'm like, ah, oh, no. do we do we need the pro? Uh, okay, it's product placement. I'm telling man. you, for the next two hours, oh, no. it became about the fucking protein shake. Oh my god! Like oh. I had to drop it like ten times, oh. and so it fell and it spilled, and they got the like the, the gleam of the. Oh. It, be, it literally like if I had if there was a moment for me, it's and also my character looks like a fucking dipshit because he's like all beefed up like a like a, a white nationalist guy, right? Which okay, fine, he can look at a dipshit, but like he comes up with a protein shake. It's just so like he's a British director. It's so like stereotypically oh. American. I'm just like, don't make him have a protein shake, please. The director's like, that's product placement. GNC's paying us a lot <laughs> yeah, of money for exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> we gotta do it. So as actors, I get I get the whole idea of there's a I, thing and you're like, I don't want to be but do you feel do you regret that? Do you feel like was that the sword you wanted to die on? I okay. I think you're being generous to me by like I get all of those instances where as an actor you're like this isn't right for the character there was nothing about this it was just this was just girl. me being 12 and not thinking I'm gonna look like a geek in glasses yes the, you know if I'm being totally honest and in the moment I was very happy when they were like wear whatever the fuck you want now and I thought I'd won I was like this is the best job ever I just eat cookies all day talk to boys wear my clothes I was happy but I th- Part of me is an adult. I'm like, yeah, I ruined a potential like career move. But on the other hand, maybe that's what made me now of course. seek out anything like n- not shy away from that at all. Like seek yeah. it out. Like not worry about looking good. I would unless I just don't look good and I'm supposed to. Then I get angry. Like if they fuck something up and I'm it's not about me not like if it's a scene and I'm supposed to look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I'm like, yeah, make it as disgusting or make me as gross as you can. I love it. Yeah. Now, when you were a kid, did you were you involved with acting and modeling? Like a young kid, acting and modeling, anything like that? Just Degrassi for those two years. But then I did go to a performing arts high school and I majored in drama but didn't and you theater. Did you see the Gerber baby? Me? Or, no. No. I think I heard some stamps say they were they were a Gerber plucked baby? out at, tw- at like... 10 months as the Gerber baby. What? No. Oh, it was a different show I did. Yeah, That's yeah. all downhill from there then. I know, Peak right? Peak as a baby. <laughs> that was like that was literally one of her credits <laughs> on the show I was doing. I was like, if your credit is when you're 10 months old, there's yeah. a problem. She's still using the same headshot. <laughs> I yeah, look the exactly. same. I'm the same. <sighs> um, so the, you're up there You're up there walking around the hall, hallways like a fucking zombie in yeah. Canada for how many years? Two years. Two years. Yeah. And did you eventually quit or is the show? No, and then the show ended. Show ended, okay. It just ended, yeah. And then, um, well, that's but, good that you weren't like, it wasn't like you lost seven years of work. No, no, no. It was two years of walking the halls, making more money than I make now, which yeah. is depressing. And then um, and then I went to high school, so it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. I had to go to school. When you went to high school, did you have any celebrity from that? Was there any kind of like, oh, you're the chicken Degrassi? Mm, not really, because I went to a performing arts high school. So everybody so there was working something stuff, yeah. or whatever. 
And then I get out of high school and I go to university to do an honors what specialist degree in theater. I'm going to go with Miguel now. University That's of Toronto. Toronto, okay. U of T. Um, but because of that, then my next acting credit isn't for 10 years, so IMDb still won't put Degrassi on because they're like, there's too much of a gap between wait, wait, hold, when the hold. two. Ten, oh, ten, oh because after Degrassi. So Degrassi isn't on your fucking IMDb. It's That's not even on there, no, because I didn't. my next credit is 10 years later. And what's your next credit? I don't even remember. I'd have to look it up. But, but it, was all in, it was all in Canada for a while, so you were like all, a Canadian. Most of my career has been in Canada. <laughs> it's, uh, I was like, I'm... A, I'm amazing. It's I should great. move they, to LA. Have, there's a lot of fucking work in Canada. I know. I think if I was a Canadian citizen, I, I would definitely, um, you know, you hear stories of a lot of people from Canada, like, I'm going to come to Canada and like make it big here and they spend like a year or two out here, they get caught up in yeah. some shit or whatever it is. Yeah. And then they move back and they it's have true. their Canadian show, which is a huge success in it's Canada just, it's that no there. one will ever see. I know. But it's a great show. The tricky thing is is that there is a low glass ceiling in Canada. I mean, there are a couple people that break through it, but we have no star system there. And um, you get to a certain point, like when I left, yes, there were a few more things for sure I could have done. But I just thought, like, I was writing for two of the three national sketch comedy shows that we had. I was on one of them. Like, the, the next thing would have been create my own show or, you know, be a regular in somebody else's show. But I just thought if yeah. I can do what I'm doing in Canada, in the U.S., like, I was very middle class. I would be fucking huge here. But, you know, yeah. it doesn't translate that way. It hasn't worked No, I out. mean, every, every, but, so when did you move to L.A.? 10 years ago now which ten I hate say, I still feel like I just got here which I know is I know excuse. 10 years feels really long but it's not that long really at the end of the day it, when you say a decade that makes me feel now, like was there something God. that because no I, I you know we have similar kind of like things I was a, th I was a New York theater guy mm -hmm. for a long time I did all the law and orders I did soap operas I'm not saying I hit the glass ceiling in New York obviously that's what I'm saying but like for theater in a way like I I'm not a singer, so I, I've right. done a few Broadway shows mm -hmm. as an actor, which until you are a TV star, that's the best you're going to do, mm -hmm. right? So um, I never, I was always like, well, I'll kind of be by coastal. <laughs> well, that's the plan. Um, and I would, so I've been out, and, I mean, really, I've only lived here for three years, but um, I've been coming back and forth to LA for, gosh, 15 probably, more do like Do you still it. have a place in New York? Oh, no, long story. I lost it. I don't want to go into that long fucking story. Long story. Oh, I own my apartment in Manhattan, but yeah, uh, it, uh, it got, it got, I had a, I had a skeezy, shady lawyer <gasps> um, named uh, Ken Gubrut, Gubrud, who was like, a, he, he was, he embezzled money and oh my gosh. frauded me of like half a million dollars, yeah. He was bad brute. Yeah. And I'm supposedly on an, I'm literally on an NDA where I'm not allowed to talk about it because he's a fucking garbage human. Damn. But fuck it, who cares? Fuck him. <laughs> no, he's like, oh, this? You so, heard it here first on this podcast. So, uh, so yeah, so I, yeah, so I, I've been so I'm not by coastal anymore. I now I go, I, I do, I do go back and forth to Texas now too, though. I'm, I always want to have like, I want to have two locations. Where in Texas are you? An Austin, Austin person? Yeah. Everybody, what, everybody's moved there. Well, just because Rogan brought the whole. Is that what it is? He just started this there, and I think there. So you have you have two things going on. You have Rogan and his actual crew, right? Who are down there? Which yeah. makes sense if you're part yes. of the Rogan yes, world, yes. like stay in that fucking world. I mean, uh, he's huge, successful. He k loves comics. He loves comedy. He really helps people's careers. Mm -hmm. So if you're, um, uh, what's his face? I'm forgetting. I mean, obviously you're Red Band, and if you're all the comics that were like really close to him, um, why am I blanking on the guy? Uh, fucking, you know the guys. They do the roast show. 
the roast battle shit. Jeff Ross and those guys? Not Jeff Ross. The um the young guy who runs with Daniel Tosh. Ah, oh, fucking Blake on his name. Everyone Shut fucking knows him. I feel like he does. Uh, what's that show that I would never do in a fucking million years? We have a minute. Um, oh my god. Uh oh. Now you're really fucking up my head. Sorry. We, we have to go back and come back to it. Okay. Okay. We'll come back. Edit this out. <laughs> edit it out. No, we're not gonna edit it out. God, I just you know that's marijuana for you. I'm telling you, I've done <laughs> way too much weed recently. So I have to. Um, now I'm gonna like look up the, who this fucking dude is because I know he's. You're gonna be like you're a fucking idiot that you don't know. Okay, first of all, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you, it's you're, at the comedy store. I know, store. but the, the clues you're show. giving me. No, are, no, oh, t- Tony Hinchcliffe. Tony Hinchcliffe. Okay, kill okay. Tony. Okay, kill Tony. Jesus but that's not Christ. the same. But you're like you know the oh, show God, that I would exhausting. never do. I was like, what show no, would you? No, but it's ne- like the roast know. show at the with Joe oh, Rogan. Okay. Like that's all connected, right? Tony Hinchcliffe. Yes. So Tony Hinchcliffe and his whole crew. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh my god, that was, that was my brain almost exploded. Um, so I get that, of course. Yes. But then there's then there's the secondary group who wave. is not connected to Joe Rogan, but maybe they haven't either. They've done Kill Tony, mm-hmm. or they're in the Kill to, to get my understanding is to get into the Kill Tony group isn't that high a bar. Okay. Like you basically just have to suffer abuse for a while, right? You know what I mean, and just hang out and suffer abuse, and be cool and hang out with the show. There's the inner circle, but that so there's a huge outer circle of these killed Tony guys who are there. Um, and I would say probably about there's got to be like fifty to a hundred of those guys. Holy crap! And then um, and then you have the people like the Vahim Anwar's mm-hmm. who were cool with Joe, and I think wanted to be closer to Joe and moved to Austin and are on, on the podcast. And now they live in Austin, they can be on the podcast a lot more. But also being in Austin doesn't preclude you from being in LA in terms of work, really. You know right. what I mean? So it's not a bad place for a lot of people. It's not like New York where, although you can be by coastal New York, that's a fucking long trip, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a quick jaunt. And th- it's a whole tax thing people have gone there for and other yeah. stuff too. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like now you're just bragging you make too much money. That's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I gotta go for the taxes. <laughs> so, but that's a whole other story. So, so, yeah. um, okay. Yeah, so you, you came to LA, to, but anyway, back to LA. You came to LA 10 years ago. Did you yeah. come here with a job? Did you have a job that brought you out here? No, I had a green card. And why you dream. got married? No. Yeah, I, I got know. married. He rode my coattails here. I got the green card. How did you get the green card? Because Lottery? I was a star. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't a star, I, but I had a good career in Canada. That's okay. why. Okay, okay. I hate when people say that. Oh, you got married? No, but, but if you have a good career in talent? Canada, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean you can have a green card to America unless yes. you have a job here, right? No, you just have to prove that you're an alien of extraordinary ability and you can... Oh, is that, is that the actual term? Yeah, I know. That's it's a pretty bit of a, great to have, right? It's a bit of a backhanded She's compliment. She's an alien of extraordinary ability. <laughs> it's the alien part that's a little backhanded. <laughs> you're fucking weirdly extraordinary. <laughs> an alien, I love that, alien of extraordinary yeah. ability. And they, so they probably had other people that were maybe peers of yours that couldn't get one because they weren't extraordinary enough. Well, you have to prove that you're extraordinary enough. But at the time, I was doing enough things. Like, I, I wrote for a lot of TV shows back home, and I was acting, I was writing, I was doing stand-up. So I had, like, between... Yeah. None of them was I good enough at any one But you were all thing. kind of just collectively... But as a package, I could yeah. put enough together to be like, oh, yeah, that's impressive enough. And for you, because I guess the point is, moving to L.A. without a real prospect is pretty daunting, other than pilot season. Yeah, I mean, I have like a a connection. I had an agent here, and I had uh, hello. Was he a Canadian agent who was also no? 
uh, no, I had my agents down here and I had people here. Oh, I you already had people team here. here, whatever, I guess. Damn, girl. Team? I know, but it's all gone downhill <laughs> since then. I don't have them anymore. They all dropped me. By the way, it all goes downhill for everybody, yeah, okay. so don't be bad. Right. Um, well, so, I'm on the right trajectory. So you came back, you came in 10 years yeah. with the team. Not a team. I was with the Abrams. It wasn't anything amazing. Abrams then, is, a, you know, is a big agency. Yeah, and then I was with. Do they have a Canadian branch? No. No. So you're with New Wave. New Wave and Abrams. New yeah. Wave and Abrams. Yeah. So that's that's that. And you come. To, so if I were in Canada and you had New Wave and Abrams saying we want to rep you, yeah. Anyone in the right mind would be like, "Fuck yeah, yeah I'm going down there out. because you have New Wave, which uh, produces a lot of." TV shows and some movies and has some big comics, you know. What you don't understand, obviously, when you're <laughs> signing up to these people is like, they don't really give a shit. They, they have no interest to get you anything. No. They just want to know what you can bring them, yeah. which isn't bad. Yeah. But if you don't know that, you're like, I'm with New Wave. I'm with Three Arts. And then like a year later, like, uh, I haven't got an audition. Like, well, write us yeah. 14 TV shows, asshole. Yeah. I got dropped by Abrams. Um, I was with them before I came here. Like I would go back and forth a little bit, like you know, come, you know, show get your things face, set up, yeah, and then go home and then be like, all right, are we ready? And then I move here, sell everything at home, buy a house. I'm here, I'm ready. And my first, I, I moved January first or whatever, and after that first pilot season, they dropped me, and I was like, they're like, yeah, you haven't booked any. Oh, and my agent left, and anyway, I got so. Let me ask around. you about that first pilot season because pilot season it's is a thing that doesn't quite exist. No, it doesn't. In the same way anymore, no. at least. Because when the, the first pilot season I had, my, no, I guess it was before your show. The first pilot season I had probably out here was like maybe like 2006 or something like that. 2000. And it was fuerte. Yeah. I had 30 pilot auditions. Holy shit. Yeah. It's you know intense. what I mean? It was with, uh, with Abrams. Ah. I was with Abrams, yeah. No way. Yeah. I had 30 pilot auditions. Yeah. And I tested for one and I got like maybe four or five callbacks. And I made it through that, but then the next pilot season after that, they dropped me. Yeah. Um, because they're basically like, you need a you need a book. Yeah. Which is which I get too, but it also I used to feel like agency managers used to be in the process of, or in the business of developing talent, right? And rooting for talent. And I just feel like if I would give any advice to any young actor, or comic, anyone, any manager or or agent you have, unless they're like your childhood best mm, friend, mm -hmm. they don't give a fuck yeah. about you. Yes, they will true. tell you that they do. Yeah. They'll tell you that they're in a corner of your career and they will give you all the shit in the world about being loyal. Don't leave us for CAA mm -hmm. or UTA or mm -hmm. ICM. You, you, I thought you were loyal. Like they play the loyalty card, take you to lunch, make it seem like you're actual friends. The minute you're not bringing up revenue, they're like, bye. It's, they don't give a shit. It was messed up though, because I had just moved here. I was like, yeah, they're like, you've been with so us for like two, two years, or and I was like, yeah, but I haven't lived in the states for any of that time. Just to yet. get adjusted, is I haven't crazy. lived here, and I didn't have my papers yet. Like while you were repping me before, I hadn't did, gotten. How did it yet. you feel the auditions were going? Did you feel? Because um, by the way, they're the fucking pits because it's a crowded ass room. Yeah, they don't know who the fuck you no, are. They were the pits. I don't even remember the first pilot season that well. I I feel like it was like fine. It was, it was fine. Nobody knew me yet. So I had a lot of generals. You weren't like fucking like, up and getting caught in mouth no. and like falling into your glasses. I was just breaking my glasses. Or, yeah, it was supposed yeah, to be like glass no. falling and stepping up now. No, no. I did well. I was doing my thing, but I didn't know what I was doing yet. Yeah. I just got here. But anyway. That's crazy. That's really uh, fucked. Who was your agent, can I say? Okay. Who was my agent there? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say people. Well, I don't know. Should I say? When I started, it was Eric Emery 
and then he moved on and, and became like, a manager and left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I got shuffled to somebody else. And oh, I, yeah. So then she wasn't the one that brought me on. And, and then she was just kind of clearing out her roster. And I just got moved and forgotten. Yeah, yeah that happens. Yeah. Um, so then Abrams dropped you. And then what New Wave say? What New Wave? Was New Wave still there? Yeah. They were like, fuck them. We're going to do better without them. And then. And they were like, can you get me another agent? They're like, no. We're yeah, not going exactly. to do anything exactly. for you. <laughs> I had a decent time. I got bad advice when I got here. I didn't do stand-up for the first seven years of being here. What was your bad advice? Uh, not to do stand-up. Why? Well, they were like, let's just focus. I was a writer, a stand-up, and an actor when I moved here. And they're like, let's just focus on the acting. We'll get you your own show. And then once you have that, you can do all the other things. Bullshit. So I stopped Stupid. everything. First of all, in what way? Because I've heard this to people because I was like, in my head, I was always like, an actor, 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 snot and tears, cigarettes. Hmm. The goal was an Oscar. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I had a goal when I was in graduate school, I went to graduate school at NYU for acting, like the goal was always like Oscar. Um, and even as I became a comic, it was never, I never was like lost sight of my passion for acting. But people were like, you know, you got to focus on one. And I was always like, yeah. why? Because you're not acting that much. Mm -hmm. Even when you're acting a lot. Like some of my best friend, like you know, one of my best friends, Garrett Dillahunt, right? Who is, I don't know if you know him, but he's just does, he's one of these guys. He's in everything. He does comedy, TV shows, comedy movies, comedy. He's going to be in the new um, Army of the Walking Dead that's coming out on Netflix. He just finished Fear of the Walking Dead. He kind of has this cowboy vibe. Also, like No Country for All Men, Twelve Years a Slave, The Road. He's like never heard of them. Amazing actor that no one's heard of, right? Okay. Yeah. But like, yeah, no one's heard of him. But he's no, I mean, an I've, amazing I've, actor. But mm -hmm. he works constantly. He is bored all of the time. Really? Because he is. Because what people don't realize is, even if you're quote unquote working constantly, you're really time wise, you're not doing shit ninety percent of the time. Right. True. You're sitting around. Even if you're on a TV show, you work like my buddy who's on This Is Us, who plays Toby. Mm -hmm. He works like two days a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you've got time to do those you got other time, things. So that's why to say don't do stand-up is so weird because I what know. better way to take your creative energy at night when you're just home watching TV? What else would you be doing? Fucking reading scenes and plays? It's, uh, it's true. But there is, I kind of see the logic behind it though in the sense that I get frustrated. I, I look at peers of mine that only focused on one thing and now they're fucking famous for that one thing. Whereas like, I'll be doing all of the things okay, and I, they're all slowly rising, and then they're all, at, I'm nowhere with any of them. Okay, but <laughs> I'll say this. As opposed to focusing okay. all on I one. Get I get that, but I'll say this about that. I think that's true with things like writing, mm -hmm. where to write, you have to like sit there like a goddamn troll yeah. at a <laughs> table and desk for hours at a time yeah. and write. Like I'm commissioned to write this script coming up, and I have to become a fucking nerd. I have to give I up know. gigs for it. You know yep, what I mean? Totally. But acting and comedy in no way interfere with each other at Except all. Except if you have an audition at nine in the morning and then you've got to wait at the comedy store till one in the morning. Well, to then you just don't do that. Three minutes. Yeah. You don't do that though. That was the other thing. Okay. I, I guess there was maybe slightly a bit of a diva part too. Was that in Canada, I had a very good comedy career. I was doing stand up, I was touring, I was all over. And then yeah, I came here. All over again, yeah. And then I was like, I have to, I just didn't even comprehend. Like it didn't. I realize now how it works down here, but I even in Canada. How does you, it work down here? <laughs> you, well, I don't. You're right, but I didn't. The concept of lining up oh, for yeah, three minutes it. to me was like I, I, I'm not. I can't even. I just couldn't comprehend that. 
Yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, this I seems way too hard. Yeah. And I remember coming down to visit friends of mine that were, you know, huge headliners at home. And then they were like, yeah, come to my gig. I've got four minutes at this Chinese restaurant. And I was like, what? what? Like, this sounds horrible. I was like, I don't want to. I paid my dues. I did all that. I Yeah. So I, so the, I didn't want to do it being, again. And also, I imagine being a woman, there are not that, that many women that you can hang out with doing it and just being out with yeah. the seedy ass creepy guys like hey legs so, or whatever the fuck it is you know yeah. or that guy on friday night when i was on stage i don't know if you what heard happened? in the first show who's like are you from the south and i was like what no like in the middle of my act i was like why are you stop you want you need to know this now and he's like oh yeah because most white girls don't have an ass like yours or something like in the <laughs> middle i was like this is your burning question like, what the fuck but thank you in the you. middle of my yeah exactly anyway <laughs> <laughs> like people just like forget they're just like Bleh. yeah and you'd have a, when you moved here you'd have a lot of friends yet in la or you had a it's few weird we had a huge there's a huge canadian I know. people don't realize it's all their community here holy shit they're everywhere yeah. So, yeah and they're killing it too they're almost like the brits so we t yeah that we had a lot of canadian friends here when we moved actually yeah so beginning. when you say we are you My married husband. your husband mm -hmm. how long have you been married for this that's a hard question to answer um well, we, uh, we we've been together <laughs> for 15 years. Uh -huh. Well, we were married for, I don't remember how long, then we got divorced, then we got remarried. Oh, wow. Yeah. When did you get remarried? Uh, four years ago. Wow. I've always, that always fascinates me. As a matter of fact, in the script, I'm writing a remarriage into the uh, script. I got a lot of insight. <laughs> I know. That's why when I told you I was listening to that episode, the one with Tommy and I was like oh that's interesting there's oh <laughs> the polyamory okay yeah there's a yeah. whole there's a whole thing hey a thing <laughs> this this podcast is all about rabbit holes <laughs> rabbit. I feel like we went from pilot season to polyamory it's a bit of a turn it's a left turn so um I, am I allowed to do you guys are you in a polyamorous relationship uh, the, as she looks into the space. The answer to that right is now in is the stars. no. We're not. We're not now. But we there have, was a time when you thought about it, uh, which no. is very socialist Canada of you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not thought about. No, we were in a like a yeah. We were really in it for five years. We were in a lifestyle. They you were it. in the what's the lifestyle called? The polyamory lifestyle. No, it's called the lifestyle. Like they just called the lifestyle. It's called the lifestyle. So yeah. if I were to go up. In a, to someone at a club and I'd be like you are you lifestyle. part of are you in the lifestyle they would know what I'm talking about if or they, they wouldn't the lifestyle. if yeah. they knew yeah. they, that's like back in the day they had codes for like gay people like gays would right. say and I look back I realized when I was like in college I literally was asked this by a guy in a, in a club in New York like do you like gladiator films gladiator. when I was like 17 in college that means are you gay yeah oh, I didn't know that it was code because back you know I guess back in the like 90s you couldn't just what if you really just like gladiator films? That could be very awkward. <laughs> yeah, you're at the limelight club in New York, two thirty a.m. Oh, that's looking true. at me with my fucking tank top, going like, "Do you like gladiator films? Because you care about cinema." Um, so yeah, Never so know. I think that uh, yeah, that's interesting. This is called the lifestyle. So yeah. how does one get? Does the lifestyle? Where did it? What was the genesis? Was it you or him or? Um. I, it was me, I think. Did you meet in a threesome? <laughs> no. See, it was interesting listening to your other podcast because I, I was like, oh, I, I wish I was in this conversation right oh, now. Oh, good, I had good. So now you're in it, babe. At the moment, yeah. Um, but I don't remember all my points were at the time. But it, our situation was very different. We'd been together for many years before we entered into it. And I think that's kind of a key thing. Like you were talking to your friend. So you had trust. 
Yes, I, I, I you're, feel like you're friends, but you also wanted a little bit of zhuzh. Yeah, I just think that's a natural animal human. So thing. walk me through it like we're doing the screenplay, because that's how I need things. I need a little bit of foreplay. So I know. you come home one day. This story he's doesn't. He's watching TV. <sighs> he's eating a hungry man dinner. You're cooking. The, Here's, the knives are clanking on the on the on the china. All right. And you're like, honey. The actual <laughs> scene was. We're home in Toronto. We're on the couch. We're watching So You Think You Can Dance Canada, <laughs> which I was almost the host of. Which oh, is a wow. different story. I tested for that, and I didn't get it. Damn. Then I wouldn't have moved to L.A. Um, anyway, so we're watching So You Think You Can Dance Canada. There was this dancer on it, Nico, <laughs> who I was like, woo, every time he oh, was Oh, I remember on. Nico. You do? Yeah, was because- it a Canadian one? You watched Can- Canada? Uh-oh, but he was Russian, though. No, this was so oh. you think you could dance. We have all the same shows, but so you think you can dance Canada, like. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. I know, thought he was one of the, the Canadian ensemble. Idol. I thought it was one of the ensemble dances for the show. Who was Russian? But it was a different. Okay. I think no, you're right. There was one. Maybe you're right. The American one had one too. Anyway, this is the Canadian one. Okay. And I and I was always joking every time he was on. I was like, "Woo, Nico, da da da!" And he's like, "Maybe for your birthday." And I was like, "All right, then you can have her for your birthday." You know, it just started as a joke. And then I was like, "Wait, are you joking? Because this is the same production company as the sketch show I do. I could get to him." <laughs> and then so did you pre- you present it like well, that? Well, it kind of came up as a joke, but then we it were always like, comes up as a joke. But now let's get okay. Wait, that's wait like my three some bits. Always like I, don't know, I would never want. Yeah, you, right. Yeah, I mean, unless but you. I know. But if you do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's always like that. So yeah. and then so we started talking about it seriously, and I was like, "Well, would that be so bad?" And I was like, "Why not?" And I was like, "It's not gonna change our relationship." I was like, and "Do you have kids?" No. No. Okay. No. Uh, Which probably changes the arithmetic. I for think so. In- entering into the lifestyle, I imagine. I would think so for the f- for many years because your focus is now on the kids. But yeah. there were many people in the lifestyle that had kids sure. because now they just needed some other outlet. Yeah. yeah. Or feel something other than just being parents but okay so then how do you embark into the lifestyle well that was see it was we had a messy entrance and then we revert it and then we went back and the, it's so a what's the messy and en- what's the messy entrance so that's well, i love then those we were like okay how would this really work and then we we made up all these rules it has to be somebody outside of our friend circle in a different time zone that would never you know like it was like all these, of course of course you know like i'm on the road something different you know what i mean and like can't bring it back but you have to be honest about it when it happens yes. or just not say anything no no no. honest we have okay. to be honest about so it. so let me stuff. ask you this because i've never been in a polyamorous relationship i don't think they work in general well i'll tell you we because I've, I've had so we know how the story yeah ends. i've had too many yeah of course. <laughs> oh god i want to hear the whole story mm. so I, i'm sorry to interrupt. but um because this is my general my general feeling is this i i think there's something it's it's like being a socialist democrat that's great that's a great idea, idea. I know. if people weren't bags of shit i know but ultimately any utopia is going to be subverted by the fact you only need one bag of shit two or three bags of shit to ruin a great fucking concept and a great idea. I'll be and honest. There's always going to be back. I still shit. subscribe to the idea of it. I still think on paper, it it still makes the most sense to me in my head. Yeah. In practice, it's a very different thing, and it's a very hard thing to navigate. So and yeah. So how does it work? Because because I it, okay. So not, neither of you are bisexual. I'm assuming. No. Okay. So it's just like well, you'll, um, I'm not bisexual, but I. But I'm, you're just like a cool girl, so you'll yeah. make out with the chick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Could you watch? Had sex with so when you're in the lifestyle, would you watch your guy have sex with another woman? I have, yes. Would that turn you on? Um, 
at at a point it does. It's a thing called compersion, where you what? It's called compersion. Compersion. It's a word which means it's the opposite of jealousy. Um, sometimes it's compersion. used with parents looking at their kids, like their kids are doing something that brings them so much joy watching their kid be happy be happy or do something or accomplish something or your kid scores a goal and you feel that happiness so okay. it's the opposite of compar- uh, the the idea that i love is that i love this person with all my heart yeah who am i to say you can't have something that would make you happy because i feel insecure yeah um so watching great idea great idea, idea. exactly so but watching him have an amazing wonderful thing it's kind of lovely okay so i'm going to pin this for a second we're, we're, we're continuing but i just need a sidebar here this is where i automatically i was thinking about this too like as a guy yeah with jealousy because i try not to be jealous i was thinking i was like if if she is with someone who is like has a smaller dick and is not as good in bed, like no problem. Yeah, <laughs> right. He has a smaller dick and he's not good in bed, no problem. Doesn't make you come as much. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. If I know I'm the guy who makes you come the most and I have the big, uh, have the best dick, then it's fine. Like really, at the end of the day, that's. So, if you were, if he was with a woman who was like super super fucking hot, like cr- like wop just squirting everywhere saying his name grabbing his airs give him eye contact and they fucked for like an hour there has to be a point where you're like wait a second i guess so but i feel like it wasn't normally like i would be doing something at the same time so it wasn't like i'm just sitting there watching tv and how did he, so he would watch you have sex with other men yeah, mm-hmm. like <laughs> here's the rub. Herein lies the rub. This is the after. This is a too early this for this podcast. Part two of yeah, the podcast. This is the podcast. Po- this is the. I but should have come is, at ten o'clock. Is, that is the thing, though. That is the no, thing. Okay, men lifestyle a, means it's harder for men to watch their woman no, get fucked. I don't think so. I mm. do you like watching porn? Hmm? Do you like watching porn? Yeah, if it's a guy and two girls. Yeah, I like watching porn. Yeah, a guy porn. and a girl. Wa- or watching a guy them. and two girls. A guy, sure. Whatever yeah. it, the situation is. But yeah. like, what if one of those girls was one that you just love? And you're like, oh my God, she's my own porn star. I'm watching But if I'm watching porn. her having... Because look, at the end of the day, it's, it's the whole clockwork orange idea, right? The whole clockwork orange idea. You have something beautiful and perfect. You have an orange that you're trying to regulate and mechanize mm-hmm. and put mm-hmm. rules on. It's impossible. The juice is, is you cannot systemize juice. <laughs> so when you're talking about something like sex, which sex is just sex, is just like, no, it's fucking not. There's fucking magic in sex. You can have sex with someone. I've been in a threesome with someone and fell in love. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And not expecting it, but yeah. we just had this fucking crazy thing and it went on and that continued for it didn't work out obviously because it's fucking whatever but um and, and i've had friends who date porn stars and they're just like oh yeah porn stars but porn stars get attached in love and like you yeah. cannot like so if there's, there's so many kinds of sex there's so many different i get that kinds of sex and i feel like there's lots of things that are very intimate without sex I can have just as intimate. I can have a more intimate relationship with somebody and not have sex with them, and than somebody that I might have had sex with that wasn't intimate. I don't know. But if you if you're in a situation like you're ha- like you have a girl and you like this is the same thing with threesomes. You bring a girl in from threesome. You're dating a girl. You bring her, 
as a guy, because of the nature of our monkey brains from evolutionary biology, I mean, this is pretty much fucking fact. Any goddamn study that mm-hmm. isn't by some dumb feminist cunt and Vassar will <laughs> prove this. That guy will prefer to fuck the new woman the new 100% of the time intimacy be damned mm-hmm. so you have to not you have to negotiate it so that like i really want to be fucking her right now but fucking you. like you're good you're good you came okay um, yeah so but it doesn't mean you necessarily want to start a life with that person no and be but, with them, but but so. where's the limiting principle there there is none because then any, everything has to be new and if it's about the newness and mm-hmm. the newness never ends then the thing that is the anchor to the newness just becomes a fucking rusty anchor I think that could be a problem. It'd be a problem. I actually knocked out the mixer. So we are back. So so go ahead. So I was going on my uninformed diatribe about how it's impossible to have I think that was the universe just pulling the plug on this, being like, <laughs> No, 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 please continue. You're saying continue. too much for four so, so I So the segue came about because I said, you would love, because you're compersion, you'd love yeah. watching him enjoy another woman. I wasn't like, this is my favorite thing, but I didn't mind it. I was like, you would like, never Aw, get little pangs like every once so in a while, happy. or would you like push that aside? I wouldn't because... We didn't get into it until like 10 years into our relationship or something. And I think it's different. If you were, if we were to get into that in the first five years, probably, I would yeah. absolutely feel that. But I feel like you get to a point after like a decade or 15 years, you've been with somebody for so long, you're just like, I love you, I want to be with you forever. There's nothing I want to change. There's nothing that can interfere with that. Nothing can change this. But like, it doesn't matter how much you love chocolate. Every day you're like, I fucking want chocolate. I love chocolate. God, it's my favorite thing in the world. I want to eat chocolate for the rest of my life. And then one day somebody's like, here's a bite of vanilla. And you're like, fucking vanilla. Yeah. Just for one set. And then you go back and you're like, now I love chocolate even more because I remember the different tastes. Da, da, da. So what were the rules that you had? Like you, So I'm assuming that you had to wear condoms with all these other guys, right? Always. Always wear yeah, condoms, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I wouldn't go near. Yeah. And and But they could yeah. like come in with you with a condom where there were certain rules about that or whatever. Well, there's so many rules and it, there's so many evolutions of it like when we started it was different time zones different this all these like ridiculous things but then you'd go to parties I imagine but then we got into it together it, it's whatever it's swinging but they just now call it lifestyle That's so let all. me tell you about so, so swinging I've heard different things I know th- there's like the high level swinging party where everyone it's hot yeah like eyes wide shut Illuminati yes. level yes like Jada Pinkett Will Smith level yes were, were, they, were they ever in a party we, no. and then there's like the oh. the real sex and HBO like fucking trash there, level there of swinging is, and and we, apparently that's most of it. That's a lot of it. You really have to seek out. There's a lot of special things and yeah, like weight no, limits, I imagine, and yeah, age no, no, limits and yes, and you have to send photos and get approved and you know lots of. He had to send a picture of his dick. Like does this <laughs> yeah. dick do for does the, this work? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Our first experience was. I did just write a script about it. Actually, the first one was awful. It was exactly the first party. Yeah, we didn't know. We were in Vegas. Gr- we're like, what do you want to do? Let's do something crazy. And we ne- we'd never done anything. And we Googled How did you it. F- we oh, went. you Googled it. Yeah, it was just atrocious. And so it was a club or it was a party? It's a house that they call a club, I guess, because it's a private club, but it, it's just a house. But it wasn't, so it wasn't that hard to get the information. So it didn't, you have to, didn't have there was no special s- access. Not really. You can Google it, so it's not going to be yeah. that great. No. And we and walked you in go and we there were like, and you're like, everyone's gross. Like, oh, I don't want to fuck anyone here. Oh, it was just, no, it was like just a petri dish of bacteria. It was just disgusting. And we would have never gotten into it ever again, except somebody was there and he came up to us and he was like, you, you guys shouldn't be here. Don't. Is this your first? You didn't. And then he told us he, about all these. Did things. give you a card, like all mysterious, and walk yeah, out a little bit. Or he just like gave us a, the name of some, and he was like, "Here's a more 
exclusive thing and and so after that first one you so you guys just end up leaving or did you hang out for a bit you're like fuck this we're like so we're like oh we tried to work and then like maybe we should what made you decide to go the second time i think this guy had told us about this site and then we submitted our photos and we got approved and we're like oh i guess we're hot okay and then like i don't know and then we saw this is still in vegas no, 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 no. This is way back. We're back in L.A. Oh, so you're back. So this is now an L.A. party. The second one's in L.A.? Yeah. All of this happened in L.A. We never did any of this. So now L.A., I met, yeah, the L.A., the clientele or whatever the group has got to be already like 10 times hotter. Just the nature of fucking there L.A. There is, but it's still a crapshoot. I mean, there's many times we went. So the second party, what was that? It was a big house in the hills, I imagine? Yeah. Well, in Woodland Hills, I think, yes. <laughs> Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills. <laughs> there were hills. Uh, they were usually in very Nearby. nice houses. Yeah. yeah. And you park at a spot, and then there's a van that comes and pick people up, and they like take a, them oh to the my god! The house that's and, like, so, so the van would have a group of people. Like, hey, I'm this is Rebecca and Dave, and we're here for the yeah. Oh, cool! And it was actually kind of fun in the van because we were so nervous, and everybody people else must was, be drinking and, and shit. And whoever, yeah, my husband just starts making jokes, and everybody's laughing because everybody's nervous. And I don't know. We, I mean, it's kind of exciting. It I guess was that'd very be really exciting. exciting. Yeah, it was, it was an exciting thing to get to do with your partner. Like a lot of the jealousy stuff you're talking about is if you're just polyamorous, you get to fuck two other people. Da, da, da. But if you're doing this together with your partner, there's something that kind of bonds you of getting ready to go out together and looking together. And we had all these, you know, we both had to be just as into the pe- per- people as the other, and so it didn't work out many, many, wait, many wait, times. Wait, hold on. He had to be just as into the people as other. So, well, like, so if there was a girl that he's like, I think she's hot. You could be like, she's not hot enough. No, no, no. I could no no no. It was other couples. Oh, it was only couples oh, that were couple allowed. Couple v couple. Yeah. So no stragglers. There's no single men are ever really allowed. But there's single women. Single allowed. women are allowed. Yeah. Yes. Well, you have husband ever like partake in a single woman? Well, we had partake with a single woman before. You but, would, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But he wouldn't just go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have a solo run right now. You no, wait at the fucking ski lodge. I would have been fine with that because honestly, those women are called unicorns because a beautiful single woman that wants to go to these parties is very rare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nah, not often does it happen. Yeah. Lots of single men try to go. Um, so uh, there's so much to try and explain right now, but to find it, it almost never happened. We'd go to parties, just meet lovely people, go to a fun party, and it was great. And nothing would happen. But and we'd have to have an eight-way connection. Like I'd have to be into the guy. The guy'd have to be into me. My husband would have to be okay with the guy. The have to, guy would have to be okay with my husband. I'd have to be okay with the girl. My husband would have to be into the girl. She'd have to be okay with me. So it's like yeah. Now would you have these? Would these? If you met a couple and you guys got along, yeah, would it become a thing where you'd vacation together? You'd have a weekends together and shit like that. <laughs> we have some friends, yeah, that yeah. are yeah. That's... And then would you swap like? every night or some nights we I mean went, we would go away for the weekend it wasn't like because I've heard of the thing with the couples I mean yeah. that's a perfect example of something that like it sounds great but always gets fucked because what will happen a lot of times is someone will like whether the, they it's true or not they'll go oh I should be with you and not mm. this other person so I know you don't have much time I know I, and I do want so you've been doing this for five years There was, it, was it was going great Get how did it all break down how did it all fall apart <laughs> Summarize you your five entire months. You got five minutes. You can do it. In three how, words how did or it, less. How did it? Hey, if you're going to pitch a story, you got to fucking. It's exactly uh, what you said. I, I, yeah. Feelings got involved when they shouldn't. Did you get? In, did you? Yeah. Was it you? Yeah. So you fell in love with a guy. I did. Okay. Yep. And this guy fell in love with you. Yep. So when you both realized that you were in love with each other, were you in the room together, like privately, falling in love, and your husband was around? You're like, fuck. What do we do? 
I guess so. I mean, it was kind of over time, but yeah. Over time. So this is another couple and you were falling in love with the guy. Is that the type of deal? Yeah. And how long were you sleeping with this guy? Not long. A couple months? Yeah. Not okay. Even, yeah. Hey, that can yep. fucking happen in a night. Yeah. So, um, and then did you have to like break it to your respective partners? Yeah. It was like a sit down with the four of you? Uh, it was two separate sit downs. It was horrible. And you're like, you're going to talk to your guy. You're talking, and then you were yeah. going to like move in together type yeah. of deal. Yeah. So that's what you did. Mm-hmm. So you talked to him, mm-hmm. and what did he say? What was his reaction? Was he like, well, this is bound to happen? Or was he like, what the fuck? Yeah, there was mostly what the fuck. It was, a, it was, not, it was not good. It was a horrible time in my life. It yeah. was not a good time in my career. We were just not in a great place. Things were just, I don't know. I wanted, I, at the moment, I didn't know. But looking back, I was like, I wanted a, a baby. My husband still wasn't sure. It'd been, we'd been together over a decade. I was like, you're still not sure. Then I meet yeah, somebody else. Yeah. I fall in love. And he He's wanted like, a baby. I want a baby with you. I didn't even know there I wanted one until I met you. And I was like, yeah. my biological clock went crazy. And it was just like, this has to happen now. Yeah. And I just tossed my entire life aside. Mid-30s at this point, probably. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, late 30s, even. And yeah. yeah. It was just a nightmare. He was younger. And then, you know, we did all that. And it was horrible. So, so you, yeah. So, that by the way, and I know, that, oh God, that, that we could we could have a whole other podcast on this. But so the, the, so you did that. You packed your shit and you left. And he packed his shit and he left. So he followed through on his word too, right? Mm-hmm. Which is always great when you're like, wow, we both actually feel this. You got a place together. Mm-hmm. You moved in together. Mm-hmm. And then when did you go, what the fuck did I do? You know, I never even really had that. It was just... It just didn't work. No, it worked. The thing is, this is what's a whole other conversation is that I believe, I don't believe that love is finite and you can, you only have a certain amount of it and you're like, oh, now I gave it to him so I don't have it. I still loved both of them. So it was a nightmare no matter what I did because I... So what about the baby idea? Did that even... Well, then I was like, well, I'm not ready to have a baby with you. We just got together. Were there chi- so, but, there, but there must have been because there's always you fall in love. You're oh, and then the chinks in the armor come up where you're like, wow, this guy, he puts a peanut butter on the wrong fucking yeah. shelf and there's yeah. this living cohabitating is fucking impossible there were some chinks for sure yeah um not in a little racist sounded racist yeah okay. i know um, <laughs> you said it armor um there were uh some flaws but whatever everybody has how flaws. long were you with this new guy a year and a half a year and a half you lived together for a year and a half yeah so how and th- so when that ended was it like a mutual thing or no did- i decided to go back to my husband you decided to go back. So you're the one calling all the shots in these situations. You're, you're breaking the glasses under your own foot <laughs> in your life every step Bring of the way. Back. Oh, it was That's an right. accident. I just accidentally fell in love. I no, know. bitch. You're calling the shots. You're a girl boss. So you... I'd, and you've been percolating that for a while, obviously. You don't just make that decision suddenly. You'd been thinking about it for several months. Had you you've been in contact with your husband at this time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well... And he wanted no, you back. No, we weren't. I mean, were we even... No, my husband is amazing and he never stopped fighting for me the whole time I was Good for him, man. And I felt like, oh my gosh, if I want to have a baby with somebody, like till death do you part, this is the person that will always be there for me. And I knew that and uh, it meant a lot. And then anyway, we both went back to therapy and we went to therapy together and we got back together. And you got married how long ago? (sighs) Was it four years ago? Four years ago. That's a great story. I don't. Do you ever see Eyes Wide Shut the movie? Many years it, ago. It's it because it because it had that kind of vibe to me, like Tom Cruise. Like mm-hmm. there's this world that's yeah. exciting and intoxicating, and it represents all the cool kids to the nth degree. Yeah. Right here that I can be a part of. Yeah. But it's dark and I it's know. seedy and it really is the the absence of love, 
and then you go there and then you come back and you're like oh it's fucking like it's been right here but you also kind of need that in a way you know yeah, yeah. And there's still something. We had some really fucking fun times before it was not fun yeah. at all. It was the most fun thing ever. We thought we'd like figured out marriage. We're like, oh my God, we're so happy. This oh, the, the look at these other fools at Walmart Jesus. with their fucking like, kids are boring. But how much fun is it? Like, the, the thing is, there, as I was saying, there's just so many kinds of sex. And like, you know, there's, oh, tonight we're having missionaries. So not, and now we're doing doggy style. Now we're doing the neighbors. Like, it didn't make <laughs> any. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now we're, by the way, have you said that on stage? No. That's fine. We're doing missionary. We're doing the neighbors. Yeah. That's just great. One, two, three. Boom. It's a great joke. Yeah. It's that, but that's what it was. It was just an extra thing to add to your tool belt of yeah. tricks. That's fascinating. And there's also the added thing of the fact that like women, like you're probably at your sexual prime totally. right now. And your husband, if he's around the same age, he's... You know, the, the way I look at the way I look at it's it's not that like I I think I'm probably better in bed now than I was like ten years ago, but I need prep. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't just be like, let's go fuck behind the tree right now. When I was in my twenties, I'd just be like anywhere we anywhere I was, even in my thirties, I'd just be in somewhere like we could literally fuck right there and we just fuck. <laughs> now it's like. Okay, I need <laughs> yeah. a shower. I need to clean my ass. I need. I might need a little pill. Yeah. I might. Um, so it's a, it's a different thing. I, I, I never, did you, do you think you have examples of couples that have been together for like 20, 30 years that do it and just yeah. have no compunction? Are they sociopaths? No, I think they're just, I know. We have still have a lot of friends, not a lot. We have a few couple friends that are still. Have you thought about tip, dipping your toes back in Always. as a couple? Not, I mean, because it's fun. And the yeah. other thing is like, as long as there's the feelings part and the love doesn't come into it, it's just fucking fun. Like, why yeah. not? I don't know. I, and I, I just, I like people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Making out is fun. Like, it doesn't yeah. mean anything. And So you know. if you were to like, obviously if you were to make out with a girl, your husband wouldn't give a shit. Cause yeah. I got drunk about it. If you were like, hey, I was on the road, I made out with a guy, your husband would probably give a shit now. Now he, I, I would He'd probably to, like, why? Why? I'd probably have to ask him. Be like, hey, is it cool if I. I'm about to make out with this dude. Yeah. 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 But you, you're not at the stage in a relationship now where if he was like, hey, can I fuck this girl? Like, hey, can I fuck this guy? I would be fine with it. You would be. Yeah. But you, have you had that conversation with him? We've talked about that we're not doing it now. So it's very, is, that's a, oh God, I could talk about this forever. I gotta go. The thing is with, when you're married, traditional marriage, there's black and white. It's very yeah. easy. That's why people do it. It's so easy to follow the rules. You know what's like right. Religion. You know what's wrong. Yeah. Exactly. But as soon as you step outside of that, you're in a gray zone. It's Pandora's there's box. N- there's no roadmap how to navigate it. So yeah. it's whatever you want it to you be. You can make the rules, which so you, is amazing too. Which is a beautiful thing. And even when we got married, I remember thinking like, till death do us part, yes. But can I honestly say in front of all our friends and family. I'm not gonna fuck someone else. That I'm never gonna want to fuck somebody else oh, ever yeah. again. Yeah. You know, and like even just, I like the honesty of like, you know, when guys are like, that guy totally wants to fuck you. And I'm like, probably. <laughs> like, I would be upset if he didn't want to. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, or, oh, you, but what if he wants to fuck it? Then he might want to, but it doesn't mean I'm, like, there's, I don't know. This is a whole longer conversation too, but um, I think- you should do a, You should do a podcast on polyamory. The polyamory pop. You should do one just on that. You can get some great guests. You should get Car- You know, you should get Caroline uh, Giuliani. Oh yeah, I she just wrote an article about being a unicorn. I would love to do it. It's just I don't feel like I'm part of 
that was my life. It's not my life now. So I don't feel like. Which makes it even better, though, because now maybe. you can be like the coach on the NFL team like I used to play. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Here's some tips. <laughs> yeah, here's my secret move. Yeah. Anyway, it's a fascinating subject. I love relationship stuff. I do find it so fascinating, people's rules and boundaries and what well, works for I, I will people. say this. You, you, you're, you, you're great, Renee. You're a very, very funny comic. So definitely uh, follow. Where can people follow you? Uh, at the Renee Percy on at Instagram. At the Renee Percy. She's, she's very or funny. Um, I've done several shows. She's very, very sweet. And uh, your husband sounds like a great guy. And you yes. guys sound like you have yes. a really cool relationship that you're that you're working on you're doing what you need to do to make the relationship last and i and i think that that's impressive on, on any metric We've you know done the work damn it we did go back to therapy <sighs> you we know worked. so yeah. i hope that you guys are both able to appreciate each other in that regard you know what i mean because sometimes Thanks. you kind of go you know we yeah. went through a lot and we're still here this that's fucking pretty amazing yeah a lot of people no, don't do gosh. that gosh it's a it has brought us so much closer together yeah that's really cool i'm that makes me very happy yeah. all right well thanks right. for coming renee thanks and for uh, i'll see you around all righty thanks guys bye-bye